Hello and welcome to Carbon Removal Newsroom. I'm Ross Kenyon. I am lead strategist with the Nori Carbon Removal Marketplace. Today I have with me Katie Eater. She is executive director of the Future Coalition. Katie, what is the, the Future Coalition? The Future Coalition is the largest network of youth-led organizations and youth leaders across the country. So we work to make sure that young people have the tools, the resources, and the support they need to create the change they want to see in their communities and across the country. I know that there's some interaction, or maybe it's just a campaign of Future Coalition with Juliana versus United States. Could you uh, talk about the interaction there a bit? And then what is the Juliana case? Yeah, definitely. So Juliana itself, Juliana versus United States, is potentially the landmark climate case of our generation. Since 2015, um, 21 young people have been suing the federal government for violating their constitutional rights to life, liberty, and property by failing to address climate change. So basically what the plaintiffs are claiming is that our constitution gives us a protection from environmental catastrophe. And because the government has known about climate change for over five decades and hasn't done anything to address it and has continued to contribute to it, um, that they are violating our constitutional rights. So Future Coalition, so Julian itself, the organization behind the case is this organization called Our Children's Trust, which they've, they've been around for a number of years and work on uh, climate cases in and around North America and on the state level and obviously on the federal level. And we connected with them after the March 15th climate strikes uh, a couple months ago and just got to talking and realized that, you know, they, one of the things that they are in need of is help with organizing and really engaging young people around this case and getting young people across the country and really everyone across the country to know about this case, to understand it, and to really understand the potential historical implications that the case may have. And because we have a large network of young people that are always looking for exciting things to engage with, we decided that it would make a lot of sense for us to partner around their upcoming June 4th hearing. So uh, on June 4th, um, there was a hearing in Portland, Oregon, that heard oral arguments for two decisions. Uh, one was if the case would go back to the district court, the hearing was heard in the Court of Appeals in Oregon, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. So deciding whether or not the case itself would go back to the district court to start trial. And then secondly, um, and importantly, would decide if while the case is in the Court of Appeals, that no new fossil fuel infrastructure could be created in the U.S. So the plaintiffs filed a motion for an injunction that basically said, because the government has been delaying the case as much as they can, that they shouldn't be allowed to do anything that would create, potentially continue to create more damage to the environment. Um, and so basically, they would have to pause all permitting of any new fossil fuel infrastructure. So this is this case is a big deal. Um, this hearing is a big deal. And we heard about it, as I said, right after the strikes and, and decided that we really wanted to get young people involved with the hearing, knowing kind of that this, that, you know, June 4th fell in, in the grander timeline of the youth climate movement that's starting to grow in the U.S. and across the country, that this is a perfect opportunity to bring Juliana even more into the greater narrative around this, around this climate movement. And so, we uh, worked with them for a couple weeks to engage young people and made the ask of young people across the country to hold local press conferences in their communities at a place that was significant to their own climate fight. 
on June 1st, the Saturday prior to the hearing, as a way to really show their solidarity with the 21 plaintiffs and also really share the stories of young people in their communities and how they are or will be affected by the climate crisis. And also really send a message to their local communities and to the country as a whole that young people are going to fight and that we're not going to sit around as our futures are destroyed in front of us. And we're going to take action to make sure that a change is made and, and we see climate change being addressed to save our futures. So, so yeah, we had over a hundred press conferences that were registered across the country, uh, where young people really joined together to say we are taking action and we uh, are in solidarity with the, the 21 plaintiffs. And then on June 4th, the day of the hearing, um, people all across the country tuned in to watch the hearing and, and see as it unfolded in Portland as, as the plaintiffs made their oral arguments. Well, that's a great summation. I'm surprised by how little I hear about this case, given that it could uh, change quite a lot and change a lot quite fast. So it seems like press conferences and uh, rising the uh, awareness of Juliana seems important. I wonder if that's just because it's taken so long because of all the, the legal delays that have happened on part of the defendants. But it seems like it's moving quite quickly now and things are progressing. Yes, certainly. I think that the, you know, for the last few years, a lot of people have known about the case within the climate movement um, and, and those working in the climate space. But I think it hasn't been able to reach uh, the general public, which is one of the reasons why we decided to work with our Children's Trust to put on this campaign is on the local level and on the national level, really getting people to hear about this and, and to understand how important it is. Um, because as you said, you know, it is, it's starting to pick up and, and moving more quickly. And, uh, we also know that with public support, you know, the, the ability for the government to use those strong delay tactics may not be as, as, um, effective if the public is saying we want to see this go to trial. So, uh, hopefully it will, we'll start to see it pick up and, and start to see decisions being made. Interesting. Yes, we we at Nori uh, have been following the case. And uh, if you are interested in more of the details, we had Andrea Rogers of Our Children's Trust on our other podcast, Reversing Climate Change. Highly recommend checking that out. I still don't quite know what to make of the case or the idea that there is a constitutional right to a stable climate. Um, and that's partly just because I'm not as educated in the law or legal theory as I might like to be. But I find it fascinating. And I definitely independently of any constitutional arguments, whether you agree or disagree with like the public trust doctrine and, and how it's being applied, I think there is quite a lot of capacity to move things very quickly if this does go through. So we are watching it. And then one of the things I noticed that Future Coalition has been doing is that in your documents that if Juliana is one and it is discovered that there is a constitutional right to a stable climate, there uh, must be a role for carbon removal to pull carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases out of the atmosphere in order to provide that stable climate. So how big is the potential role for carbon removal in a post-Juliana world? So the, the plaintiffs themselves are suing for a science-based climate recovery plan. Uh, and so from the beginning of the, the start of the case, you know, they said that we want to look at what is going to be the most effective way to get us back on track to not be putting so much um, carbon in the atmosphere that that's going to accelerate our, our planet warming. Uh, and so I think that the what they've come up with, from, from my understanding, a, a very comprehensive look at, you know, what are the potential ways for 
us as as a country and, and the government's role specifically in getting us back on track to a climate recovery plan. And so I think that, you know, depending on what the courts decide, um, you know, they basically would be saying, you know, surpassing the, the legislative and executive branches to say, you know, we need to see the creation and implementation on a government level of this recovery plan. And, and we need to see it, you know, starting now to really make sure that we're not causing these detrimental irreversible effects to our planet. Hmm. Okay, understood. Yeah, I noticed in there that ecological carbon removal methods, uh, mostly uh, revolving around soil, were highlighted. And uh, maybe at some point we'll have to dive into more about, I know you have quite a lot of, of scientists who have signed on to Juliana as technical experts who are uh, witnesses. And maybe maybe we should have one of them on sometime to talk about the, the choice. And I wonder if direct air capture is maybe just too nascent and it's not ready for something to propose where a soil has... I don't know, more going for it maybe at the current moment. It's uh, it's cheaper, definitely cheaper. So we'll have to dive into that at some point. Maybe not today. I'll give you a, I'll give you a pass on the, the hard questions on carbon removal, Katie. <laughs> um, we can nerd out on that some other time. Uh, so what's next for Juliana and Future Coalition? Uh, I know our Children's Trust has some sort of amicus brief that companies and perhaps individuals too can sign on to if they want to show their public support. How might someone assist what you are trying to do? Uh, yeah, definitely. For Juliana itself, um, you know, a lot is going to be decided depending on the outcome of what happens post this hearing uh, and really the decisions that come out of this hearing. And depending on, you know, what we see from that, we could be looking at, you know, potentially a whole a game changing decision for the United States role in in contributing to climate change um, based off of what they decide on the injunction uh, and the trial as well. You know, hopefully that we'll see this go to trial and start a trial and then we're really going to need people to to show up and to tune in because of the, again, really potential landmark potential of this of this case. You know, this case can do for the, you know, climate movement what Brown versus Board did for civil rights and what Roe v. Wade did for reproductive rights. Um, it really is the potential to be a history changing case depending on the outcome. So for the case itself, you know, we'll see what uh, our children's trust um, has in store for how people can continue to engage. YouthVGov.org is the best place to stay up to date on that. Um, and they do have an amicus brief that young people can continue to sign on to, to say that, you know, they, they that as young people stand in solidarity, and then as organizations as well, I believe um, organizations can also show their solidarity of the case. Um, and that all that information can all be found on, on their website. Uh, and then for Future Coalition, you know, we're continuing to work on uh, really building up U.S.'s role in the youth climate movement and understanding that we have as a country a lot of infrastructure that has been being built over the last many decades um, and that, you know, we're going to start seeing in our country really, I think, great mobilizations around climate and specifically around climate being a leading voting issue for 2020. Uh, and so I think, you know, stay tuned from from us as well. FutureCoalition.org is our website. Future Coalition are all our social media handles because we are supporting young people everywhere doing really innovative work around around climate and making sure that people across the country are talking about climate change and, and our understanding that we're we're on a we're on a timer here and we really got to take action. Great. And I'll put uh, links to a number of the things that you mentioned in the show notes. If you're interested in that, uh, listeners, uh, please check out the show notes and you can go to any of those links. 
Uh, Katie, thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. If you like the show, please rate and review the show in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It helps a lot. Uh, Tell your friends and thank you so much for listening.